0: This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What is going on, Orlando Magic fans? You are listening to the Six Man Show with your hosts Will and Jonathan. We are recording this on Sunday, March 28th, 2019. And it is officially Orlando Magic off season. Not that we don't care about what's going on with the playoffs, but as far as the Orlando Magic goes, obviously everybody knows their season has come to an end. Yeah, very sad. So we are in the off season. So we're gonna keep these episodes going. We're gonna try to keep them, you know, like we have been doing leading up to the playoffs. Every single Monday throughout the off season, just to give you guys content. Uh, we know that you guys like, you know, the sound of our voices. Yeah, so for we're sure. ju- we're just we're just gonna <laughs> keep it going here. So real quick, we're gonna uh, each episode as the playoffs go on, we're gonna try to do a little bit of like a around the NBA, just to touch on a few of the series yeah. that are going on. So this series hasn't started yet. It'll start tomorrow night at ten thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Nuggets are gonna be taking on the Blazers. Nuggets beat the Spurs last night in Game Seven. That was such a crazy ending! Was it? Oh yeah, yeah they. I Lamarcus guess just didn't it was so, so loud in the Pepsi Center that the Spurs didn't know to foul. How do you not know how well, to foul I mean, in that situation? They
1: knew to foul, but LaMarcus, like Coach Popovich was just yelling at him, foul, 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 foul. and then LaMarcus was like zoned out. Well, if you knew to, to foul, you should have fouled. But like, you know if time's running down, you should right. foul. But. Yeah.
0: That, I, I think I tweeted out during that game that um, DeMar DeRozan was reminding us why the Raptors traded for Kawhi Leonard because he just – was garbage in that first half at least the second yeah. half he, he he played pretty well but that that first half he was just almost invisible but and then the Blazers Damian Lillard closed out the the thunder you know in five games with that 37 foot jumper and then the the yeah, wave the goodbye that look that he gave the camera after he hit that. that's going to be a, a gift a mean, for yeah. yeah for as long as as we live and then um, game one Toronto blew out the 76ers 108 to 95 on the back of Kawhi Leonard 45 points Makes us feel a whole lot better about yeah, losing could. in five, doesn't it? Yeah, we it? can
1: get into that a little later. Yeah. Uh,
0: Boston, a little bit surprisingly, not to Will. <laughs> Will kind of saw this coming, but um, Boston blew out Milwaukee in game one. In Milwaukee, 112-90. to, to 90. Kyrie Irving, 26 points, I think seven assists or seven rebounds, 11 assists. So he had a great all-around yeah. game. Uh, and then uh, the Warriors and the Rockets, a game that kind of came down to the wire. There are a few controversial calls in this game, but they beat the Rockets in Game 1, 104 to 104-100. KD and James Harden both go off for 35 points.
1: So. C- CP3 gets ejected, too.
0: Yeah, right at the end so. there. Yeah, I'm, that's honestly, that's the, the series that I'm most excited for to watch. I mean, yeah. after five years of the reign of the Warriors, I'm really hoping that... You know, Houston. Now that they're healthy, hopefully they can knock those guys off. I but
1: hope they can stay healthy too throughout the the series. I
0: still think you know that's going to be that's going to be Warriors in seven. Yeah. What do you what do you think some of these series? What do you think they're going to go like Nuggets <laughs> and Blazers? What do you see happening there?
1: Um, Nuggets Blazers. I feel like the Blazers will win in six.
0: In six. In six. I was going to say six or seven. I was going to say Denver and seven, just because so? they've been such a good team all year. Watching, I honestly haven't watched too much of them, but watching them last night against the Spurs, granted the Spurs offense wasn't incredible this year, but they just look great um, defensively yeah. at least. And then Jokic just, I love watching them play because they literally run the entire, it's like kind of the the opposite of what the rest of the league is doing. Yeah. It's just running the offense through the low post or the high post wherever they give him the ball, and he's just yeah. a crazy awesome passer, yeah, so that's really awesome.
1: Um, I just feel like CJ and... And Dame are just gonna shoot lights out, and I hope so. They have been you know, so far in the playoffs. So we'll see. I think you know the Nuggets don't have much. They don't have any playoff experience, really. Um, yeah. And all these guys are super young. At least you know you got CJ, you got um, Dame, and then you got Ennis en Cancer, and you got a bunch of guys that have been in the playoffs, and they know how to how to how to get the job done, right? Um, What's the next one?
0: Uh, Toronto 76ers. and th- this series, I think it's going to be over in five or six. I think Toronto yeah, I think is just in- too good, too deep. Joel his he does not look healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I just think Toronto is is too good and it's going to be too much for them. I see th- this going honestly five or six. I
1: say six, but if it's five games, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm not too big on on Ben Simmons, and I I don't see anybody. You know, we were wa- I was watching it last night. And Jimmy Butler can't guard Kawhi. Kawhi. Tobias Harris can't guard uh, Kawhi. So if nobody can guard Kawhi,
0: then it's a wrap. And then Siakam, they're having a hard time dealing with Siakam as well. Yeah. So So I
1: think it's it's pretty much you know it's over.
0: And then uh, this, like I said, game one was pretty surprising for me, not so much for you. But you know, Boston and Milwaukee, what do you see happening happening there?
1: I mean, if they can slow down uh, Giannis, then. That's really all they got to do. Um, I feel like Boston's got more, you know, more threats with um, Kyrie. They got Jason Tatum. They got um, they got Brown.
0: Um, Horford. Horford. Hayward's they, playing really well. They got so many guys. Um, Hayward is starting to look like the guy that they signed. I mean, what was it, five minutes into that first game last season, he breaks his ankle, misses yeah. the entire year. And, I mean, for a lot of this year, hasn't been – you know, the Utah Jazz, Gordon Hayward, that I'm sure, you know, they <coughs> thought they were getting. But if he's playing well like he has been lately, that adds a completely new dimension to their team.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, if Boston wins. i I say about six games. You think six? I think six or seven. But yeah, I, I, I'll go I'm with i
0: I'm still going to pick Mil- You know, now that, yeah, now that, you know, Boston's obviously won game one. I think they showed a stat, somebody on Twitter today, that, Teams like the last, I don't know, five or six years or whatever the case may be, that have won Game One on the road by fifteen or more points. The three previous teams to do that all lost the series. So, oh, okay. I mean, game Game One blowouts. You know, the 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 road team basically has to play perfectly, which I mean, they pretty much did in this game. I still think Milwaukee will win. Now, I had them to win in about five or six. Now, I'm going to say about six or seven. I just Giannis. You know, I think they'll figure it out. But like you said, if you can keep Giannis out of the paint, it's... Yeah, because he's not the best shooter.
1: No. So, yeah.
0: uh, And then Rockets-Warriors. How do you think that this is going to go?
1: Man, I think the Warriors are going to win out in six or seven. But I really want the Rockets to win. It's just, you know, five years of the same team, you get tired of it. And I personally feel like the Rockets should have won last year. CP3 doesn't get hurt. They win. But we'll see what happens. Plus... KD, you know, all the rumors, KD leaving. Um, we don't know what they're going to do with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. So, we'll see what happens. But I f- this game was crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, this, the ending of that game
0: was... It's just, to me, the I mean, and like we've said before, I don't love complaining about the officiating in games, but there were just a couple calls in this game that, I mean... We saw two seasons ago Zaza stepping out underneath Kawhi Leonard, you know, him hurting his leg. They were up, what, 23 points in that game in yeah. Golden State? And then Golden State comes back to, to win that game, and then that series is basically over. We miss Kawhi for an entire year. Yeah. You know? okay. So that yeah there was about three or four examples in this game you know on James Harden and on Chris Paul where those calls that have been you know getting called the last few years now all of a sudden the refs were swallowing the whistles on that so yeah th- i thought that was ridiculous yeah i didn't and then there was a, another um, play late in the game where James Harden was i think on the right yeah on the right corner and they called him out of bounds but you know it was like a minute left when they zoomed in it looks like his his heel was up and it wasn't on the line there so but whatever the case may be um, me my feelings on this series is the old song my mind's telling me no but my body my body is telling me yes mm-hmm. um not a fan of the warriors i just you know they've done a great job building that team but the addition of you know kevin durant i can go on and on and yeah, on about all that stuff forever you know my feelings on this but um yeah i just i don't like the fact that you know they're it's like they're like bullies almost at this point they're they, they're good they know they're good but like they I just don't think they win with a lot of class like they they win and they let you know that that you're winning but if if you're mad about it beat them yeah. so but I would love to see the rockets I think the rockets can play this this team really really well probably better than any team in the league maybe outside of the raptors could play them so if it's going to be the rockets it's going to have to be in 7 and James Harden is you that's know going to have to yeah, that's put the team on um, his back
1: James Harden like all Golden State really has to do is slow down James Harden but but can you? I mean, you could slow them down. But what can Houston do to slow down five other players that Golden State has? Because if you slow down Steph, you still got KD, and if you slow down KD, you still have Steph, and then all the other guys. It's like
0: it's unfair. Who who? That's what we've stopping? been saying for three years now. This, you know, this Warriors team is is unfair. Did they break any rules? Did they do anything illegal? No. But it's still stupid, and I hate it, and it sucks, and it's garbage, and it's trash. I'm sick of it. I want to yeah. see this. I I want some parity again like, in the Western Conference. You
1: slow down Clay, or you slow down um, Steph, and then you got Clay who can score fifty points off of three dribbles, like
0: months. exactly. Well, realistically, I would love to see the Rockets to to win in seven, but I think it's going to be Warriors in seven. Warriors in seven. Okay, so that's that's going to be it for our around the NBA today. We'll try to do that. You know, each week as the playoffs go on, just yeah. you know, quick. Um, touch on, on each of the the series here uh, so we're going to go in and, and get in today's show so once again we're going to be doing this each Monday throughout the off season. right now we're going to go ahead and get into some player grades for the season another few weeks uh, we'll start gearing up for the draft player profiles things like that we'll do the draft we'll do summer league free agency and then not too long after that We'll get gearing up for preseason again and regular season and all that stuff. So, um, just just hang with us this summer. We're going to be with you guys once again each Monday. So just make sure that you're coming back to the Six Man Show, you know, to to get your uh, weekly dose of your Orlando Magic on, you know, all your uh, podcast, uh, all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the player grades here. So Will and I, uh, we actually haven't discussed the player grades. We're just going to kind of go through. Um, run through each player's numbers for the season, how we thought they did, and then we'll kind of discuss the the player grades, and we'll hopefully try to try to agree on something here. So, first player we're going to go over is a uh, Michael Carter Williams. So, Michael Carter Williams, as everybody knows, uh, really only played about twelve regular season games for the Magic after Isaiah Briscoe went down with the with the torn meniscus yep. injury. So, pretty small sample size, but we thought that he was just so important. Um, To this team's, you know, playoff run and without Michael Carter Williams, we probably don't make the playoffs. So we did want to include him here. So Michael Carter Williams, you know, in the 12 games that he played for the Magic, 5.4 points a game, 4.8 rebounds. 4.1 assists, shot 74.1% from the free throw line. Once again, small sample size, but in the 12 games that he played, his 4.8 rebounds was good for fifth best on the team, and the 4.1 assists were good for second best on the Magic, just behind DJ Augustine. So, Will, what do you think about Michael Carter-Williams? What kind of grade would you give him for the the 12 games that that we saw out of him?
1: Hmm. You know, the intensity that he brought coming into Orlando, I would give him like a B. Yeah, his his defense was really really high, like high energy, especially when he started. Would we go like six and one, like or something like that? Like we won like five straight games with him. Mm-hmm. So I would give him like a B. Um, his offense wasn't too good. Yeah. So that for that reason, I wouldn't give him
0: a. I wouldn't give him. Uh, I, I think we can agree here. Maybe a B B plus. Yeah. The reason I say B plus is just because mm. the fact that he did come in, you know, save the season. This is some kind, you know, this is kind of sentimental value. It's not really his his numbers don't reflect this, but like you said, the energy that he brought, um, the pace that you know he he had on offense, just pushing the ball, always seemed to find you know the open guy, and just loved his fight. You know, he gets hit in the nose. Now this is going into in the, the playoffs, playoffs so. but he gets hit in the nose, blood all over the place. You know. He's just a fighter, so just really love what we saw out of Michael Carter-Williams this year. We've talked possibly we bring him back this offseason, but I think we can settle on a, on a B or a B-plus for Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah. Next up, Ken Burch. Uh, 4.8 points per game. Only three point eight rebounds, which for me I think was a little bit low of what I would have expected out of Ken Birch, and then just zero point six blocks per game. So I think the major thing with, with Ken Birch is like Michael Michael Carter Williams, without he's, a, he's an energy guy. Yeah, he's an energy guy, and without him we probably don't make the playoffs. You know, Mo Bamba gets hurt and then you know, Ken Birch, I think it just has more experience. Game is probably slowed down a little bit more yeah. for him than it is for Bamba. At times, you know, Bamba started to play well before the injury, but at times just kind of seemed still, you know, very raw on both sides of the floor. But, you know, Birch brings you that intensity, big protecting presence. and Yeah, and everything I would like say that.
1: that's what we loved about him was
0: just the energy. Yeah, exactly. Just going to give you, you know, full effort every single night. So uh, for, for Cam, I think once again, we give him a, a, a like B, a, a solid B. Yeah. Numbers aren't great, but just a great energy guy, great effort guy. Helped us make it into the playoffs. Another guy, depending on what happens with Vucevic going into the offseason, we could potentially bring back or, you know, might be moving on. But third, we're gonna talk about Isaiah Briscoe. With Briscoe, you know, pretty small sample size, only played in thirty nine games for the Magic, but him taking over what was that, mid late January into the rotation for Jerry and Grant. Grant yeah kind of solidifying that backup point guard role for a few weeks helping us get on that run that you know once he got hurt Michael Carter Williams was able to just come in and 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 take over and just kind of keep the show going but uh, Isaiah Briscoe 3.5 points per game 1.9 rebounds 2.2 assists Briscoe does a lot of things that don't necessarily show up in the stat category once again pushing the pace on offense. We'll talk yeah. about Jerry and Grant in a moment, but part of the issue that a lot of people had with him was that he was slowing the offense down, bogging the offense down, dribbling the air out of the basketball, and really didn't give you much offensively. Briscoe, Pitbull on defense, going to you know stay in your ear, annoy you for every second that he's on the floor. So for Briscoe, I, I think once again, we're going to give this guy okay. a solid B. A solid B. Yeah. Next up, Jaron Grant. Hmm. Now looking looking at the stats, he really didn't play that much better or worse than Briscoe if you're just looking at the the stats. So 4.2 points per game, 1.6 rebounds, 2.6 assists a game, shot 36.4% from the three-point line. Looking at, when I saw that 36.4% from the three-point line, I kind of thought to myself that he shot a little bit better than maybe I thought he did. Yeah. But thinking back a lot of times he would take those open threes and you're like, Oh no, no and then sometimes like oh thank God you yeah. know went in. So he did shoot a little bit better from the three point line than I expected, but the issues with Jaron Grant was just once again just always seemed to bog down the offense, was not pushing the ball up the floor. It would just always seem to dribble and dribble and dribble and dribble and dribble and, dribble and then either force up a, a bad shot yeah. or put somebody else in a bad you know position with giving them the ball late in the shot clock. Yeah. So Jaron Grant, I think we're gonna give him a D, a D plus, for the season. How do you Maybe feel? like a C minus. D plus, C minus. D plus, that, D plus. Yeah. We'll go with D we, plus. We can go with a D plus. Yeah, just a guy that you know, I'll, I just don't expect to be on the Magic next year, and I, I would be a little bit surprised to see him on on an NBA roster. I'm sure someone will give him, you know, a, a chance somewhere. Yeah, because
1: I don't remember him being that bad, um, when we got him from Chicago.
0: What do you mean by that? Because he he's been bad the whole year for us. Yeah,
1: for us. But like when we when we traded for him, I don't think he was you know, we were expecting him to be this bad. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: I had no hope for, for Jaron Grant day one of that trade. The really? only the only positive I saw out of that trade was that we were getting rid of Biombo. Yeah, we were taking on Mozgov, but a guy that we thought was probably never going to play a minute for the magic yeah. and he hasn't. So for me, the plus was just getting rid of Biombo. I mean, at that point it was like everyone was like, All right, we need to sign another backup point guard. Like there was talks of, you know, Isaiah Thomas and and, and, and you know, a couple other guys, but once we got Jaron Grant, we're like, Oh, it's gonna be freaking Jaron Grant as our, our backup point guard. Well, whatever, this is gonna be a disaster and it was. But me personally, I I never you know, I never thought he really was gonna be any good for the magic and any uh, kind of you know, proved to to be not. Yeah, that good Yeah, I thought for he was going to play better than he did. I'm I'm glad that that you were so <laughs> high optimistic and and, and hopeful and yeah, optimistic about Jaron Grant, but really seems like a nice guy. But I just don't think this is the right situation. Yeah, it's not him. the right and, fit. All right, um, uh, we'll move on to uh, a a one do here. You know, we've given a Jaron Grant a, a D plus. So Wes a one do to me was really one of the bright spots of the season and a guy that really surprised me looking at his stats uh, last year compared to this year, he improved in, you know, most statistical categories. So, uh 2000 uh the 2017-18 season, 3.7 points per game, 2.2 rebounds per game, 0.9 assists. He shot 19% from the three-point line and 72.3% from the free throw line. Yeah. This year, like I said, he increased in almost every statistical category here. Five points per game, two point seven rebounds per game, one point one assists, thirty six point seven percent from the three point line and eighty one point six percent from the free throw line. So Wes, I, I know that we keep echoing this, but it's just it's so important to you know, this team, these energy guys that we have coming off of the bench. We talked about Michael Carter Williams and Ken Burch and, and Briscoe and now yeah. Owundu. Even in the few games you know that you know a one do you know had had to start this year, just a guy who is gonna you know what you're gonna get from him every single night, he's gonna play incredibly hard on the defensive end, he's really not gonna make many mistakes, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, yeah, and just his three point shooting, almost thirty seven you know almost thirty seven percent, the the ball went to to Wes, he would shoot an open three, and I would think to myself oh, man, maybe this isn't the best shot, you know, that he can take but uh, or that we could get on the offense. But a lot of times, you know, he would, he would take him and he would make him. You can't ask really for, you know, a guy in his second year drafted in the second round who's really not a huge cap hit. I thought that that Wes had a great year. I would give Wes, uh, for, for him, you know, a B-plus or maybe say even a, an A-minus. I'd say a minus i say
1: ab plus Well, I actually, you know, I might go a little bit. A-minus. 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 Yeah. Definitely. And his his free throw percentage was really good too, eighty one point or point eighty one so um yeah. A minus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Next up we're gonna touch briefly on, on Mo Bamba here just because, you know, the limited amount of games that he played you know, only in his rookie season. I don't think we. I think we can both agree that we haven't seen. You know what we're really going to get out of Mobamba. So, uh, but in 47 games this year, 6.2 points per game, five rebounds, 1.4 blocks, which did lead the Magic. Shot 48.1 percent from the you know from the floor, 30 percent from the three point line, just 58 percent from the free throw line. I think that you know he'll he'll improve on that. But. Yeah, I
1: think he'll improve. Uh, he only he only averaged 16 minutes a game. Yeah. So, you know, if he would have played second half of the season, I'm sure his, his minutes would have went up and, you know, he would have improved.
0: Yeah, I, I do like, you know, what we've seen, like we said, 1.4 blocks, you know, led the team. So the reason that we drafted him, you know, obviously everybody knew that he's going to be a three- or a four-year project, but that he was going to have that defensive, you know, potential right off the bat. So the 1.4 blocks per game, very encouraging. Do love his energy. At times it just felt like, you know, the game was just moving too fast for him. Right before the injury, it, it seemed like he was starting to, you know, learn to be more aggressive on the defensive end and just yeah. go out there and just was seemed to be, you know, blocking all over the place. But for Mo, I think rookie year we can give him a, a B minus a or a, or, you know, maybe a C plus. His ability to continue to, to get better at shooting the ball is gonna be huge moving forward. Putting on muscle, Swole Bomba, which we fully Swole expect Bamba. him to do going into the off season. And then he's just gonna get better and better. You know, we all knew it was gonna be a project. So one year of the project, yeah, promising signs. I don't think anybody's too worried about Mo Bamba. I'm gonna go with a C plus. C plus. So next up, we've got uh, Terrence Ross, the Human Torch, set to be a free agent this summer. Most of Orlando, most of the rational Orlando, um, wants Terrence Ross, you know, back this summer. It's no secret how much this guy, you know, meant to us coming off of the bench this year his shooting, his scoring. Um, Well, we definitely want to see Terrence back. So this year, uh, 15.1 points per game, which was a career high, 3.5 rebounds, made 2.73s a game, shooting 38.3% from the three-point line, and uh, shot 87.5% from the free-throw line, which was uh, 14th in the NBA. Anytime you're shooting above 85% from the free throw line, whether it's, you know, late game or whatever the case may be, you feel fully confident with a guy going to the free throw line that he's going to knock down both of them. So, um, I mean, you know, the the 15 points per game out of Ross is, you know, by far, you know, his career high. A guy shooting 38%, you know, from the three-point line when that's really what we count on him to do coming off of the bench Myself, I'm going to give Terrence probably, like, once again, like an A-. minus. Yeah, I agree.
1: You know, just him coming off of the bench, like, we can't say enough about the way he played <clears throat> and the appro- improvement that he made coming into this season compared to last season. Like, jumping from 8.7 points last season to 15.1 isn't something that's easy to do.
0: Well, I think a lot of that, kind of a small sample size last year, you know, with the injury that he had. But still, played much better this year than he he did last year. Yeah,
1: you know injuries and all. You know, comparing the two seasons, either way, you know his numbers are better this season. So, um, yeah, I agree. A minus.
0: What do you think Terrence can improve upon next year, though? Like he, yeah, he gave us all the shooting and Mm -hmm. you know the scoring punch off of the bench, but I think there has to be a lot of like internal improvement this year for us to get better. I mean. You know, I think we were both in agreement that we want to bring Ross and Vooch back. Yeah. You know, if it's you know financially feasible, but for us to get better, this team needs to improve internally because we're just going to kind of run this season back. So, what does Ross need to do to make sure that you know instead of winning 42 games this year, maybe we can win you know 47 or 48 games or whatever the case may you know, be?
1: For me, I look like you. You look at all these stats and they're pretty much offensive stats so to me it'd be mostly like and this goes for everybody just improving defensively you know um and being able to stay with your man and stuff like that not letting these these other guys you know bully you down low or or stuff like that so for me it would be defensively I w- i'd like to see all these guys improve
0: well and it's kind of surprising for me you know with how athletically gifted terrence ross is i mean the guy can just raise up and elevate, you know, over most guys at his position. Yeah. And then you see when he gets a, a fast break or a you know a nice backdoor cut, you know, the flashy dunks and stuff like that. So to me, at, at times this season, and you know, of course we're prisoners of the moment, recency bias. In that Toronto series, it just seemed like any time that you know Fred Van Vliet or whatever you know guard he was matched up against at the time or Norman Powell, they were just getting by him at will, and a, and a guy who. It, you know, decent size, decent amount of length, that amount of athleticism, shouldn't just he's, be getting blown yeah, exactly. by that. I don't know if it's just his positioning that needs to get better, if he needs to work on his agility or his footwork, uh, or maybe yeah. it's you know maybe it's just effort on the defensive end. Maybe he's just tired from you know carrying the offensive load in that second unit. But I definitely think that he's got. You know, to, I'm talking myself out of a out of an A minus for Terrence Frost. I think I'm talking myself down to like a, a B-, B plus because a guy who's that <laughs> gifted athletically just needs to play better defensively
1: you know i'd also like to see his assist numbers go up you know 1.7 i mean if you look at our team like the person with the most assists this season was dj with 5.3 but if he could even get that up to like four or something you know with the ball movement i know he's a shooter and stuff you know 1.7 to me seems a little low
0: i think part of that is probably just because outside of terrence and this was i mean thank god he was you know healthy for most of the year played in in, in how many games this year?
1: Played in eighty one. Yeah.
0: Terrence only missed one game this year. So thing I mean, health was a huge factor for most of this team. We had a you know a few guys play, you know, eighty, eighty one games. Even Jonathan Isaac played seventy five games. So health was obviously, you know, a big factor of the success that we were able to have this season. But looking, you know, at the the bench unit, part of his assists being so low I think is just because like he, what else he's who's he supposed to yeah. give the ball to? You know, I mean, yeah, he had Taren, uh I'm sorry, he had Aaron out there at times. He had Evan out there at times, but his job was just to come in and and, and shoot flame the ball. on, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, you could uh, an uptick in his assist definitely is going to I well, think the, is just you know, going to come a, with, you know, some more talent in the bench next year.
1: Yeah, and a faster if we play faster pace, you know, we should be able to get these fast breaks going, easy transition buckets right. which, you know, they would lead to to assists. So I'd go with that, but yeah, definitely his assist numbers. I just like to see him go
0: up. Uh, So next up, we've got Jonathan Isaac here, you know, only played 27 games last year, played 75 games this year, averaged 9.6 points a game, 5.5 rebounds, shot 32.3% from the free, from the three point line, 81.5% from the free throw line, had a 3.1 defensive win share this year. Second on the team, you know, behind Aaron Gordon, who had a 3.3 defensive win share. So, um, Jonathan Isaac. It's kind of hard to give him a grade compared to last year because, once again, it was really such a can. small yeah. it was such a small sample size. But I, I just like the fact that, especially the second half of the season, we saw, he's always been a great defender, but the second half of the season we saw him more aggressive on offense, more willing to take open shots, just get himself more involved, you know, in, in, the, in the offense. offense yeah. Second half of the year, I think he he shot a little bit better from the three point line, so I think the the thirty two point three percent that he shot for the season might be a little bit misleading, but I mean, Jonathan Isaac, I think everybody knows that it's evident that going forward, he's going to be one of the pillars of this team being successful, making runs into the playoffs, you know, year after year after year. So how did you feel about Jonathan?
1: Yeah, I actually really liked the way he played this year. Like you said, defensively, we we always knew he was going to be pretty good defensively. And then him being able to knock down those threes occasionally and, you know, spread the floor, I think he, d- he played terrific.
0: I think a, a part of his game that I really appreciate is he, ca- kind of seems like it's his go-to move. I mean, usually if he's shooting, it's like a, an open, you know, three pointer at this point, but sometimes if it's late in the shot clock, you know, he'll take that kind of like that pound dribble to the left and then just pull up and, and take like a 18 or a 19 footer kind of like, you know, the length that he has, it kind of reminds you a little bit of Kevin Durant. So yeah. if he, like we talked, you well, know, a Kevin Durant,
1: give him a shout out too. Yeah. um, you know, a couple months ago, for being one of the young guys with length, um, and with legs, and stuff like that. So, but yeah, you know, and and then his uh his two point field goal percentage was at fifty one percent. So he was knocking down those two point shots. Yeah,
0: but if he can get you know the handles going to you know, he's probably he's never going to be Kevin Durant offensively. I mean, yeah. Kevin Durant is you know one of a kind, mm-hmm. but if he can. Try to emulate that a little bit, you know, where he has that length that he can just shoot over whoever he wants at any given time. He yeah. can get that going. He he's going to be just fine. I don't and, think anybody's worried about Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, and,
1: and like we said, he missed half of his rookie year because of the injury. And the guy's only twenty one. Like he's got so much of his career to to improve and stuff like that. So he's only going to get better.
0: Yeah, Jonathan Isaac. I think. What, what are we thinking? B B plus here. I say a B plus. I know we're giving all these guys high ratings, but if you look at what this team was expected to do at the beginning of the year, you know, to to what they did, if you're going down the list here, everybody was gonna have to play well and have relatively good seasons for us to make the playoffs and that's what what's happened. So I don't think we're, you know, being biased or we're being homers here. When you look at what this team was expected to do and what these guys came out to do, yeah. I think these you know grades are, are pretty fair. And we're
1: also comparing them to uh, to last season and stuff. Yeah. So once we get into the the veteran players, you know, yeah. we'll go more in depth.
0: Um, next up, we've got DJ Augustine. There we go. I mean, 11, 11 year or eleven or twelve years in the league now. One, like you said, a veteran presence this year. Eleven point seven points per game, five point three assists. Shot forty two point one percent from the three point <laughs> line. Like Terrence Ross's free throw percentage, uh, DJ's three point percentage was 14th in the NBA overall. So shot the the you know the ball from three incredibly efficiently this yeah. year. Anytime that you know that DJ was open, you can take those threes all, all day long. We we knew that usually those were shots were going in, especially
1: that shot you know in Game One against yeah. Toronto.
0: Right, and well, Man. it wasn't really Alls face because he sagged off a little bit too much, but
1: yeah, but you know time time running down, big shot
0: looking at, you know, what we the reason that we kept saying okay, you know, we we need to bring another point guard in and we were talking you know about Isaiah Thomas a lot of us, you know, last year free agency was because we didn't think that with DJ Augustine, you know, being our starting point guard, that this team was going to be able to have a lot of success. DJ just the way that he would, you know, bring the ball down the floor, get the team into the offense, would find open guys without turning the ball over. I mean, a major part of what this team did this year was its, you know, ability to take care of the basketball. Yeah. To me, looking at this team, I mean, almost the number one reason for that is DJ Augustine. If you have a a, a guy who once again is going to find guys in good spots and not turn the ball over, knock down open shots, you know, when you ask him to, you get good point guard play in this league. You know, you're in a position to have success.
1: Yeah, and just you know, just looking over the the stats from um from last season. He had 3.8 assists, 10.2 points. He scored a game, and 1.6 turnovers. And then this season, the same amount of turnovers, but his assists are up at 5.3, and then his points are up by 11.7.
0: Yeah. So I, we, I don't think we could ask for anything more out of DJ Augustine, you know, than, than what we got this year.
1: Especially at a, you know, he's listed at six foot. Yeah. So he can only do so much
0: and And give the guy credit he can get into the lane pretty much any time that he wants now, whether or not the trees are in there and he can get a shot off that's one thing i don't know that i've ever seen a guy, even counting like dwayne Wade, where I see a guy on the floor as often as d j It just seems like every single time this guy drives to the basket he's getting he's getting laid out laid out on the floor i don't understand how he doesn't get you know more more foul calls. Another thing that kind of surprised me about d j augustine this this season is just his ability to knock down tough shots. Like, so many times it'd be, like, late in the shot clock, guy draped all over him, and he would shoot, like, a weird angled off-balance three and, yeah. like, knock it down.
1: Well, how many times did we talk about that reverse layup that he would do when yeah. he'd go on the other side of the basket and reverse it in with the yeah. whatever hand it was, yep. But and you'd flick it in? Like, those aren't easy shots no to way. do, especially in the NBA.
0: But, yeah, so DJ Augustine, just such a better season than almost anybody anticipated after him. We heard it all year. How, how are you going to be successful with D.J. Augustine as your starting point guard? Yeah. As long as he knocks down open shots, takes care of the ball, finds you know the open guy, and a pretty solid team defender. I mean, he's not you know a world stopper or anything like that, but I didn't feel like he was a huge defensive liability this year. I felt like he most nights held his own, yeah. know, given his size and, and everything like that. So for me, what, like an A-minus D.J. For Augustine? For me, I'd
1: give him an A, okay. just basing it off what we thought. You know, coming into the season, yeah, I would give him an a. I wouldn't. I don't know if I give him an eight plus, but it's close for me. Okay, just because based off of
0: last season, you can talk me into an A. You know,
1: stuff like that. So, yeah. and then you know, like we said, all the, all these stats, he just improved this season and yeah. the way he played. You know, he's a pit bull, so. I'm going to go with an a name. Yeah.
0: All right, we're going to get into like the the last three guys here, kind of the the three guys coming into the season that I, most of us would have agreed were our most important players, you know, our, our three leading scorers for last season. We'll start with Aaron Gordon. So, I'm going to go over his his stats from last season and then the stats from this season, and you can just see the, you know, the improvement here. So, last year, 17.6 points per game, 7.9 rebounds a game, 2.3 assists. He shot 33.6% from the three-point line, 69.8 from the free throw line mm-hmm. and had a 2.0 defensive win share. This season, scoring was a little bit down, 16 points a game, 7.4 rebounds, 3.7 assists which was a career high, 34.9% from 3 which was a career high, 73.1 from the free throw line which was a career high and then 3.3 defensive win shares which no surprise was a career high. So, yes, his scoring was down a little bit this season, but the shot selection, just the defensive intensity every single night, you know, asked to guard the other team's best player night in and night out, doing a fairly decent job no matter who the matchup was. The the assists coming up from 2.3 to 3.7, shooting just under 35% from the three-point line. I don't think we could have asked for much of a better season from Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Let me, let me walk that back a little bit. Go ahead. I think we just, we expected him to have a better offensive season as as far as a scoring output, but I don't think anybody saw Vooch you know, I think he averaged about sixteen points a game last season. I don't think anybody saw Vooch coming out and scoring almost twenty one points a game. So I think the, the step that we thought Aaron was gonna have offensively, I think the way that Clifford came in and kinda ran the offense, you know, with Vooch getting a lot of touches in the paint, I think that's where we, we see that that difference. Me, I think Aaron Gordon was every bit as good as he was offensively last year. He's only down 1.6 points a game. But yeah. just his shot selection, not taking, you know, just not trying to play hero ball as much as, as he felt he did in, in years past. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I feel the same way pretty much. His shot selection to me was a lot better this season. And just, like, him being able to see the floor I thought was really good. But, yeah, his points, his points were down a little bit. But if you look at it, you know his assists are up, his free throw percentage was up, so he was shooting the the free throw better. And I think he had he got to the line the most out of any player this season on our team. So, yeah, you know I feel like he can he can sh- definitely shoot the ball better. Um, but defensively, I thought he stepped it up this season. You know, playing Kawhi and stuff like that really well. In, um, the playoffs, you could see that his his defense is really stepping up.
0: What do you think Aaron needs to improve upon, you know, going into next year? I would say his shot shooting,
1: you know, his, his shot selection could be better and his post game, you know, I feel like he could take, you know, he's a big guy, six, eight or whatever. I feel like, you know, he's so strong. He's so big. So there's a lot of times where we see him where he's like on the elbow or in the corner and he's, he's jacking up threes when you're like, man, you could be, you could be taking this guy down low, man. You're, you should have won that dunk contest a couple right. of years ago. Like you can, you can fly, so you can jump over these guys. So, uh, for me, I would like to see him play more in the post, bang bang, back to the basket kind of style, and and get some easy easy shots like that, and, and you know even improve that you know him going to the line more often. So,
0: for me, um, talking about him posting up, the one thing I would like to see him get away from is just. A lot of times when he does have smaller guys on him, he'll just kind of cop out and do that, you know, one dribble into the middle of the lane, like fadeaway thing that he yeah, does. And t- yeah. to his credit, he is knocking that down, you know, at a, at a better rate than you might expect him to. But sometimes it's just like, man, just drop your shoulder. You've got a Kyle Lowry or whoever on you, just you know get to the rim shoot over those guys i would like to see him start to finish a little bit better at the rim you know in traffic and you know maybe draw a few more fouls and then you know once again especially what was that game for when uh, you know he had the offense really rolling he if he can continue to knock down you know jump shots that's just going to take his game you know to the next level the, the one thing that this team is really missing is just a guy who can put the ball on the floor and you know get a you know either get to the rim or, or hit a tough you know, pull-up jumper, like a, not to compare him to a Kevin Durant, but like a Kevin Durant or a or a Kyrie Irving or Paul George or just one of these guys that you know late in the game, late in the shot clock, just give them the ball, watch them work. They're going to get a decent shot, and more often than not, they're going to hit it. Yeah. You know, if, if Aaron Gordon can become mm. that, then that's going to take this team to a, a completely other level.
1: Yeah, um, and then like we said about Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon's only 23. Like yeah.
0: he's got so many more years to
1: improve. So we're just hoping, you know, next year he's going to build off of what they did this season so he can get better and just, you know, continue doing that.
0: So how are you feeling grade-wise? What are we giving Aaron? I give him like a B. I would say B, like a B or a B plus. You know, okay. I think he did make some strides, you know, didn't have, you know, like we said, the offensive scoring numbers that some people thought he was going to have, especially after, you know, that big contract. You could even talk me into an A- with Aaron. I think just watching him mature you know watching him you know kind of go to the the next level as a defender and then if he can you know continue with you know better shot selection and just improve a little bit more as a shooter get to like that 36% from the three point line and be more of a threat there i think that'll open up other parts of his game but yeah i, I w- let's i would say a b plus at least i would
1: i would say a b just cuz like now that i'm looking at his you know more in depth into his stats his his steals were a little bit lower this season his blocks were lower his turnovers were higher and he fouled more. So for me, I'm like, uh I'm I'm gonna stick with that B. You'll stick with the B. All, All right. That, with that's, B.
0: That's fine. That's fine.
1: And then his points were you know, he was one point lower this season than yeah. last year. But
0: Okay, we'll go um we're gonna talk about the guy that I think is gonna get one of the lowest ratings on this list here. Uh our
1: lower than Grant?
0: I, I said one of oh, the one lowest. Of, I don't okay, know about okay. lower than Grant, but I mean, I That's think tough. everybody, I think everybody knows where we're going here. So Evan Fournier, F for Fournier. No, I'm just kidding. But last year scored 17.8 points per game, which which led the team. 3.2 rebounds a game, 2.9 assists. Shot 37.9 from the three point line, 86.7 from the free throw line. And then this year just took a, a step back offensively. 15.1 points per game, 3.2 rebounds. 3.6 assists, shot 34% from the three-point line, and then shot 80.6% from the free throw line. So with Evan, if, if you look at those stats alone, they're really not that bad. Evan didn't have a terrible season, you know, in a vacuum, but compared to you know the way that he's played the the previous two seasons, scoring over 17 points per game, and then just kind of that's what we've come to expect with Evan now. So. I think that the issue with Evan really comes down to the drop in his three-point percentage. So, once again, last year almost at 38% from the three-point line down to 34%. When you're when you're shooting, you know, worse from the three-point line than than Vooch, you know, and Aaron Gordon and I mean even Wes Owundu, that just that can't happen. I mean, I think we all would have agreed that coming into this season that Evan was like our premier three-point shooter and, and, and shot maker. And that's all the other things that that he does well with Evan, the effect that he's going to have on the offense for me, for the, most of the game, not counting those last few minutes where he's kind of our closer for me, the, the bulk of Evan's game offensively comes down to him knocking down three point shots, just what it does, you know, for this team. Like the last, you know, I think it was five weeks of the season, you know, where Evan was, you know, scoring the ball a little bit better and, and shooting the ball a little bit better. This team really got on a roll offensively. It just felt like whatever you come out and score, we're you, we're going to at least match you. And then nights when we came out and shut down the other team defensively, if Evan had it going, Vooch had it going, and just it just felt like when Evan is knocking down shots, the whole team just seems more confident. Yeah, to me. So the the step that he took back as far as the shooting and the and the the points per game dropping, I'm thinking like a like a C or or a C minus. I would Evan. go with
1: a C minus because even his assists went up a little bit, but um yeah, like you said, field goal percentage went down, three point percentage went down, his point, free throw percentage his went down. free throw percentage went really down. He was shooting 86 percent last season or almost 87. And then this year he goes to, like, 81. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's not knocking as many free throws down.
0: And to to his credit, you know, the defensive intensity stepped up, you know, team-wide this year bringing in Clifford. And a lot of nights Evan was asked to guard one of the other team's better perimeter players. Yeah. Maybe, you know, that added defensive responsibility took, you know, a little bit, you know, away from his offense. But I think even if you ask Evan, and as a matter of fact – in the exit interview that he talked, you know, he, he was talking about a shooting. He knows that he had a really poor shooting year. So, I, I mean, I, you can't talk me into anything more than a, than a C minus with Evan didn't really have that terrible of a season. Like, you know, sometimes we make it out to be, or, or some people have talked about, but if you just look at what we've come to expect with him, this, yeah. this season was just, unfortunately just fell yeah, short I feel, of that. I feel
1: like we had a little bit more high hopes for Evan coming into the season Um, so the way he played a little bit, you know, was kind of disappointing, like you said. So I'd probably go C minus
0: C minus. I think we can both agree on that. And then last but not least, our all-star Nikola Vucevic. So just career highs, you know, in, in most offensive, you know, statistical categories, rebounds and assists, defensive windshare, just... By far and away, you could go down the list his, of his, like best, his best, his best, best season. Yeah. I mean, he made the All Star team. I, I don't think we're we're saying anything that's not already basically universal knowledge here. So the the seventeen eighteen season, sixteen point five points per game, nine point two rebounds, three point four assists, shot thirty one point four from the three three point line, eighty one point nine percent from the free throw line, had two point three defensive win shares. In this season, twenty point eight points per game. 12 rebounds, 3.8 assists, shot 36.4% from the three-point line, 78.9 from the free-throw line and then 4.7 defensive win shares. I mean, there's
1: not much that we can say about Vuce besides him just being him just improving this season by far. And like you said, he he went from 16 points, um 9 rebounds last season to 20 almost 21 points twenty he went from twenty and twelve uh this season. So, you know, he's he just improved so much this season. And one little stat that I saw that was that was really impressive from Vooch, last season he only had twenty nine double doubles for the season and one triple double. This season he went from twenty nine double doubles to sixty, you know, in a season and then he had one one triple double, which equals the same amount he had last season. But, you know, he doubled his double doubles. I mean, a double, double, double. that's, That's pretty impressive. So, like I said, like you can't, you can't say much more about Vuce. Just, you know, his, his hook shots going left to right, the footwork, um, his post game, his defense was solid. Like, like we were saying, you know, he, he's just improved all, you know, all aspects of his game.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, obvious that the offensive game was just absolutely incredible this year. We just in the regular season anyway. We just knew that night after night after night that Vooch was going to be putting up 20 points, 25 points, 30 points just every single night yeah, you knew. You knew that he was get, bring you, it. Yeah, you knew where you're
1: getting yeah, you knew where you're getting from Vooch. The
0: thing that um, I was really happy to see with Vooch is just, you know, him coming back to form with the with the rebounding anyways. You know, his first, you know, few seasons in Orlando, we just knew that this guy was he was a double-double machine cuz he was going to come out you knew at that time he was going to get you about 15, 16 points a night but you could count on 11 12 rebounds you know yeah. almost every single night. I I mean he set I think the Orlando Magic record 29 rebounds in, in one game. I'm pretty sure that came with you know one of his first few years mm-hmm. with the Magic and then the last couple of years it just seems like he's been hanging around you know 9 9ish rebounds somewhere around there. So to see him come back this year and get back up to 12 rebounds a game it's like this guy has a gift for rebounding. I don't know why he seemed to kind of get away from that the last few seasons. But to see him, you know, come back to that and then the career high in assists, three-point percentage, him, you know, shooting 36 you know, from the, you know, 36% from the three-point line was huge. If he's out on that three-point line, especially at the top of the key, he's a legitimate threat. Vooch, I mean, I think... We're in the A, A-plus range for Vucevic. I mean, I'm his a, 4.7 defensive win share, yeah. by far, a huge improvement in his best of his career. I'm going a to go A-plus. I would give him the A-plus for this team. Making, not counting. Let, let everybody be clear before you put our heads on pikes. This is not including the playoffs. We know he was trash in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. This is strictly regular season. Um, A-plus for Vucevic. I'm going
1: to give him A-plus, you know, making the all-star team. I don't think none of us you know predicted he would be an all-star I know yeah. we all said he he had the potential to be an all-star yeah and we were hoping that at least one of our guys could you know show that potential sooner rather than later yeah but coming into the season I don't think we're we're expecting what we got from Vooch offensively and defensively yeah so I'm gonna go with the a plus for Vooch
0: all right, so that's basically going to wrap up the team grades uh, for here. It's going to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done team grades like this. We came into this completely new, so we appreciate you guys uh, sticking through and uh, making it through this episode with us. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, once again, you know we're going to keep coming with these episodes each yeah. Monday throughout the offseason. Content is going to obviously slow down not too much Orlando magic news So uh, we're really just going to be coming up with you know Topics and, and things like that ourselves to, to bring you guys to, to to keep the Orlando magic love going Thankfully, you know now the NBA is basically like a year-round sport So we're able to, to, to keep this going, but we're huge Orlando magic fans Obviously we talk about this team year-round So we want to continue to talk about this team year-round with you guys so as always any feedback or or things that you guys would like to hear on the show or things that we can do better please let us know Uh, but we're gonna you know we'll be right back here you know next saturday or or sunday recording you know with with an episode for you know the following monday and each monday after that like you said going throughout the offseason here so this has been the six man show thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys next time thanks for listening to the six man show